what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. July 12th, 2019, episode number 87. 87 is an awful big number. 87 getting up there. What is up, man? Not much, man. I had a weekend off. You know, I, I did the race on the 4th of July, which was a Thursday. Flew home on Friday. Had a weekend off, and I didn't know what to do with myself. I, I was going to watch some NASCAR. Then it rained out. They ran the next day. So I just, uh, I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm ready to get back to the racetrack, that's for sure. Yeah, I actually got a couple days off of work, too, and I, I, I did absolutely nothing, and I loved every second of it. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to some flat track again this weekend. And you're already up there, right? Yeah, I'm in New York already. It's where I flew into Syracuse. We're not too far away from Syracuse. We have an opening party, like a welcoming party tonight that I'm going to MC just to give some stuff away and, and let the, the riders come and check out the track and let the fans come and check out the riders. So it's kind of a cool event. I did that last year. I actually did it down in Daytona this year. And they don't give me a script or anything, so I can ask these riders pretty much whatever I want, kind of like what we do here on Off the Group. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I was up there for the last year for the first time they did it, and it was a really cool event. Uh, if you guys are up in the Weedsport area, highly recommend you making it out, even if you're not in the area. It's worth the trip, man. And the fans always turn out in uh, upstate New York. It's been crazy. You know, we used to race at the Syracuse Mile a long, long time ago. I never raced there. I went there to announce once, and then we actually uh, canceled the event. But, you know, we've been going to the, the short tracks right there. You know, there's one right down the street that we don't go to anymore. Now we go to Weedsport. Last year, it was, the grandstands were so full, they opened up the grandstands in the pit area. So the owner of the track said, hey, we'll build more We'll build more grandstands. We'll bring in more grandstands, whatever. They love the event. Uh, the, the track and the racing was great last year, and I'm looking forward to it again tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely attest to that. Top-notch venue. They really, they really rolled out the red carpet for them first year last year. Absolutely, and and one of my other favorite parts is they got a full-on ice cream bar downstairs, ice cream store. Man, I, I, I don't know how much ice cream I ate, but it was a bunch. That's badass. And uh, you got some hometown boys. You got Wells. You got Carlisle from hometown upstate. Who else is from that area? I think just one in the twins class which is colby carlisle he's going to ride in the premier class you know he normally rides in the singles class but uh, there's no or he's normally rides in the production twins class i should say there's no production twins so he's going to ride in the big boy class to be on the 136 in the singles class you got Corey alexander he's from carmel or carmel new york you've got nick weimer weimer who else weimer you got timothy wells and ryan wells the brothers and then you've got scott barrett from cheek Tawaga new york so uh, quite a few of them and uh you know it's close to home for those guys and it's got to be cool i mean i remember when the races were here in oklahoma city when i was racing and it just it makes you want to win that race even more you, i think you get if it's even possible you get more focused to win cool <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the race man let's uh let's i guess we'll start in the singles class uh another short tracks it's cool that we go to a few short tracks this year and not just that we go to a few but they're all kind of unique and different this one is uh, no exception right they, they are very different if you look at this one from up above it's kind of an egg shape and you got a really hard left hand turn in turn number one and it's tighter down there in three and four if that makes any sense a hard left turn but it's it, it further out so if you're looking at it from up above three and four are tighter Turn one, though, is a drastic left-hand turn, but then a little bit of a, kind of like a short shoot and then the back straightaway. So uh, I 
think I just screwed everybody up and made them all think, what am, what am I talking about? But if you've seen it from above, you could tell what I'm talking about. It's a very unique track. The surface was really fast last year. And the singles class, they bumped up the laps. It's supposed to be 20 laps. In the twins class, it's going to be 30 laps this year. Nice. Last year, we went 15, and it was over. The singles main was only 4 minutes and 45 seconds last year. Holy moly. Yeah, I remember it was pretty quick. And, and I mean, usually cars run here, right? Is that the last year was the first year they ran the motorcycles? Last year was the first time a Grand National's been there. I think they raced there on bikes a long, long time ago. I talked to Kenny Coolbeth Sr. Kenny Coolbeth didn't really remember racing there, but Kenny Coolbeth Sr. said that they, he remember racing there a long, long time ago. Yeah. I think it was like an, uh, a junior race or, you know, they, these, they used to have novice, junior, and expert. I think that was a junior national or something like that or a hot shoe national or something a long, long time ago. I don't remember ever hearing a weed sport before. Can't wait to see the event this weekend. So who's going to win the singles class? You're going to ask me, or you want me to ask you? This oh time? boy, I think yeah, I think you always throw out the guess. I, I mean, I and I like to weigh in when I when I I feel strong enough, but I really don't feel strong about anybody individually for this weekend. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna pick Morgan Mishler. Twofold, he hasn't won yet this year, yeah. and he's sponsored by Waters Auto Body Team, and that's their home track. So last year, Tanner Dean won on their motorcycle. Yeah. Michler was on the podium and though, right? Michler got third there last year, yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking a little extra motivation. He hasn't won a race yet this year, and his team's from right there. So I'm gonna pick Michler. Um, I do have a pick. Brom- I do have a Bromley's pick. gonna be tough to beat. Go ahead. Who's your pick, Carter? Ryan Wells. That's a very good pick too. I, you can't take yeah. anything away from him. He's got. He's getting his momentum. He looked good out in California at the Paris half mile, which was a short half mile. Yep. If this thing grooves up like it should. Uh, that might be a very good pick. I mean, I don't think he's been back home since he uh, joined the Estenson crew. I mean, he's been back home, obviously, but not for a race. So I think he's going to let it all hang out. And uh, I think he's taking home that victory. I'm just going to call that it. Could, that could be a good one. I think, I think I'm going to stick with my pick, Morgan Mishler. Dan Bromley is going to be up there. And uh, you, you can never count out Shayna on a, on a groove track. Yeah. She... Uh, she's gonna be hard to beat. Last year she got 14th for some reason. I don't remember exactly what happened, but uh, you know you gotta you gotta put the whole day together. Coming off a win, Mikey Rush could very well win the singles class. Holy shit! I didn't even think about Mikey Rush. Why did I not think about Mikey Rush? Because he wasn't in the singles class last year, so he doesn't show up in the results. And uh... he he didn't make the main in the twins class. I don't even know if he even went there last year. So Mikey Rush is one yeah. we kind of overlooked, but he's. He's on a roll, man. How do you He's overlook fine. Mikey Rush? What's wrong with us? Are you drunk? On Dr. Pepper. Huh. Also, Chad Coase. I mean, you got to throw his name in the mix now. It seems like he put a whole day together at Lima, and Damn. he could be up there battling for it, too. Man, it's it's so hard to pick a winner. I mean, any any one of those guys or girls could win. Singles class is definitely competitive every, every weekend, week in and week out. Shall we move on to the Twins? Let's do it. So last year, Jared Meese took the victory. Uh, Baker led the first 10 laps, and then Meese took over. They are also bumping this one up to 30 laps. Last year, the main event was 7 minutes, 55 seconds. And uh, Jared Meese won by, uh, and he had a commanding win. He won by 4.3 seconds over Kenny Uh Coolbeth. Baker faded back to the third spot. Davis Fisher was fourth. Henry Wiles was fifth. Yeah, I remember watching him and Baker go at it. That was pretty awesome to watch. But uh, yeah, he did kind of run away with it there at the end. So I mean, you got to expect him to do it well again this week, this year. I don't. There's been some people that are strong in, on these short tracks, but I don't know. Mies is on a tear again. I think. I think he's going to go for a few here. Mies has the momentum. Yeah. He, he told somebody not too long ago that he didn't plan on losing another race. <laughs> 
this year. That, I mean, that's confidence right there, and that's I think that's the mindset you have to have. Jeffrey Carver got his mojo back. He looked really good at Lima. Yeah. He could be up there. My dad's actually picking Henry Wiles. Um, and then I think, I think I'm going to have to go with the 14 of Briar Bauman. He lost so many points last week with that, or, you know, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, with that tire coming off the rim. He's going to he's gonna come back, and he's going to win it. He had a birthday earlier this week. I think I'll top off his week with the win. Yeah, man. Now I'm kind of hyped to watch this uh, racing here this weekend in New York. It's uh, it's going to be crazy for both both the singles and the twins, as it is every event. But, I don't know, short track, there's always a little bit more uh, willingness to throw it in there and elbow somebody or, you know, a little roughhousing. So, short track brings that that excitement. And, uh, and I, I do like the facility up there. They put it on a hell of an event. And uh, it's just, a, I think it's fit exactly for what we need to be doing. And a small town crowd, which is always cool too. Yeah, and they come out in droves. I hope they come out again and, and have another sellout and uh, another great event. And I love short track racing. A couple of reasons, it's all right there in front of you. You can go in there and rub on somebody. You might leave the track with some extra rubber on your side number plate or on your leathers. But you know what? That's part of it. And, uh, you know, when you start racing flat track, you usually start on a short track. That's what most of the riders have most experience on is a short track. So everybody feels more at home i think when you move up to the big tracks like the half miles miles you know as you get to the pro level you start getting more and more experience but everybody is rode a short track and everybody's you know that's where they cut their teeth so I, i'm excited about short track racing always good to go back to your roots and there's uh there's a lot of roots in short track racing for sure speaking of uh going back to the roots uh there's a family that's associated with some flat track that you i guess connected with in lima and we're going to talk to one of them what's going on there well, well, so the Rotor Racing is one of the most popular names in flat track racing. Anybody from Ohio knows the name Rotor. Yeah. George Rotor, George II, Jess Rotor, uh, Will Rotor actually raced too. But uh, we're going to talk to Taryn Sattler, which is actually George Rotor's stepdaughter. Okay. And she works at the shop. And, and she's reached out to me a couple times, and she wanted to help promote her event. And uh, so I said, well, come on off the groove. And she's, she's always been scared to come on the microphone. <laughs> this year, she's supposed to be part of the Gary Stoltzenberg Tribute. Last year, she was going to be part of the deal we had uh, for the George Rotor Dash for Cash, the last one ever. She was going to come up there with George, and she chickened out. So uh, I want to put her on the spot, and I want to give her a call. And, and she wanted to come on off the groove and talk about this uh, Wasion National Vintage Flat Track Race on July 19th. So uh, I can't wait to talk to her about it and learn more about it. We're not intimidating at all in this thing. So I think that's kind of what I like about this format, right? It's just like a phone call with Scotty. We tell that to just about everybody we talk to, right? It is a phone call, but you know, I, I sometimes will, will throw you a curveball or hit you when you're not ready. But oh, yeah, you, know, you grill, you grill the, people. The, what? You grill people. I grill them. You grill them, like a nice. bar, like I a barbecue. Have, I, all right. No. Talking Carver's barbecue or what? Ooh, that sounds delicious. Now you're making me hungry. Jeffrey, send us some barbecue. He doesn't eat meat. That's why he's going to send us some barbecue. Uh, so we're going to call Taryn. You want to call Taryn? Call her up. You got her number? It's dialing. Rotors. Taryn. Hey, how's it going? Good. Scotty Dibble here. What's going on? Not much. It's working, man. Working? It's late <laughs> in the evening. You're still working. Right. I need yeah. a raise. You want me to talk to your boss? or Please. Put, put me through to your boss right now. I'll, I'll get you a raise real quick. He's at home. Well, what the heck? You're not about, supposed to be working right? if the boss is at home. <laughs> you ready to do this? I'm ready. All right, so it's been a little while since I saw you. I think I, I saw you last year at Lima. You're too chicken to come see me again this year. Last year at Lima, you got on the stage, but you didn't want to talk. This year, you didn't even come see me. Yes, I thought 
I, I better do this so I don't hear the end of it. Exactly. Because are you are you scared? Are you scared of microphones or what? I don't, I don't, I'm not. I don't like to talk in front of people. I just get all weird and I cuss a lot. So. Well, that's okay because we're on the internet, so you can say whatever you want. But okay, uh, I just want to get to get get to know you a little bit first, and then talk about your big event you got coming up. So, uh, how did how did you get involved in racing? Um. Well, I I grew up at the racetrack. Probably it was probably ninety two, ninety three. I started going when my mom started dating George. Yeah, I pretty much won every weekend till junior high. So. George Roeder, so you're talking about, right? And that's your yes. stepdad? Is that is that your yes. stepdad or just, okay. All right, I didn't know. I'm the evil stepdaughter. Oh, you're the evil stepdaughter. Now we know yeah. what the movies are made about. That's all right. about you. <laughs> I got you. So why did you stop going in junior high? Uh, I played sports, so pretty much it seemed like every weekend I had something going on with sports you. and all that. So. Do you know how many of the Roeders actually race? Because I know... George Sr., I know George the second, who I raced against, and then I know Jess, who raced, and I think there was another one, Will, but I, I don't remember much about that story. So how many of the rotors actually did race? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a saying around here, if you're a rotor, you race. So, yeah, they all race. Will, Jess, George, George Sr. Um, actually, Charlie, George Sr.'s brother, was kind of the one that got him started and all that Wow. back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah, he's passed on, but he kind of started it all, so. I gotcha. Well, definitely, if you're from Ohio, you know the rotor name for sure, and, and most hardcore flat trackers know the rotor name. So did you ever try racing, or did you ride motorcycles at all? <laughs> I had a PW50. Does that count? Absolutely. It's <laughs> It's got a motor. It's got two wheels. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I used to pretend that I was racing. Okay. And then I remember uh, – <laughs> I, when I outgrew that, I just wanted like the next size up, maybe two sizes. And I remember George coming home with a 125. Oh, that's a big step. Yeah, it's about step. up to my neck. Yeah. yeah I couldn't yeah. even. Yeah, I remember he took the seat off and then he took uh, some duct tape and carpet padding. I, yeah, I still couldn't reach the seat, but <laughs> yeah, that pretty much killed it. I was petrified. He, he made me ride it and I crashed a few times. So. And that, and that was the end yep. of your riding career? That, that was it. That was it. All right. All right. So you, you work at Rotors Racing and Service. What do you do there? Um, I do bike sales, financing. I do the website, social media, Facebook. Just about know, everything. Whatever George tells me to do. So you're, you're, you're the evil stepdaughter, but you still work for him, and he tells you what to do. Yes, exactly. I got you. All right. So um, you got a big event coming up. It's the Was do I say Wasion National Vintage Flat Track on July the 19th? Did I say that right? Correct. Yep, that's right. right. And that's in Ohio, right? Yep. It's near uh, up near Toledo. And it's a pea gravel half mile similar to Lima. Is it, Would you consider it like Lima? Uh, yeah. Yep. George's favorite kind of track. Okay. So how long has that event been going on? Uh, this is the 13th annual. Okay. Has the rotors been a part of it since the get-go? Uh, George has been racing in it for, I want to say, like 2012, 2013. And this okay. is our second year running it. So, yeah, he's been involved almost since the beginning. I got gotcha. you. So what is your role on race day? What do you do at the track during the races? Me specifically? Yes. Uh, I try not to give myself a job. I kind of, I'm the fire putter outer. <laughs> okay. I just kind of run around and deal with everything. George is in, track, in charge of the races. I okay. do everything else. So. All right. 
And the big part of the big draw for the event is usually the, the showdown at sundown. Uh, this year it's Jay Springsteen riding a Harley and Steve Moorhead on an Indian. Is that correct? Yes, we're we're excited to see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. We got money on that. <laughs> so it's a it's a heads up race. Those two they're not they're not they're put on a show. They're out there racing against each other, right? Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, we we I was we got news that he might be riding an Indian, and we were, I was kind of biting my tongue on it for a while, and then I got confirmation. So I'm like, let's go. It's actually Carver's bike. So. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's exciting. That's really cool. I, I, I was thinking an old vintage Indian when no, I saw that. No. I wasn't thinking a brand new Indian. Wow, Moorhead looked really good. We did the tribute to Gary Stolzenberg there at Lima, and Moorhead dropped the hammer and went to it. And I just uh, he can still he can still put it in main events today if he wanted to. I guarantee you. Yes, he did. He looked good out there. So yeah, we'll see how this goes. And that that's gonna be worth the price of admission just for that one event. I, I can't believe it. That's awesome. Um, it's twenty bucks general admission. Yeah, that's it. Yep. All right. Yep. That's awesome. Twenty bucks. How how many classes are racing? Do you know that? Um, we have nine classes. Okay. Yeah, we got nine. They're all and vintage then, classes. Okay. Is there they're pro and amateurs? Uh no. There's oh, we got board trackers. We got hand shift brakeless um foot shift we got a 250 360 vintage we got a 70 singles 80 singles and then there's a vintage twin and a speedway class man that is cool i love it so do you usually get a pretty good turnout i mean how's the crowd yeah i mean we sold out uh last year the rain kind of killed everything for us but we didn't get the main events in last year we rained out before that but um yeah we're looking for better weather this year and a sellout crowd again so absolutely yeah that's cool so how can people find out more information about the event is there a website or do we need to follow you on social media um yeah either or facebook instagram uh, our website's rotorracing.com i got a there's a wasion tab at the top i think i have everything on there that everybody needs to know okay and then one more question about the race who's gonna win springsteen or moorhead oh me you put me on the spot. That's what uh, I do. That's, that's, that's my job. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to go against an XR, so I got to go with Springer. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to be uh, that's gonna be awesome to see. I, I hope you guys have a great turnout. Um, while we have you on here, do you want to say thank you to anybody? Any sponsors you want to say thanks to? Yeah, I want to say thanks to – well, we got a bunch. Last year, my goal was to get more sponsors for this year, and that definitely happened. So um, first and foremost, Napoleon Harley-Davidson – they've been with his event from the very, very beginning. Um, and they're always the first to commit. So definitely Napoli Harley Davidson, um, a bunch of new sponsors this year. We got Attica Raceway Park, Underground Utilities, Wheels Through Time Museum, Old Bike Barn, uh, Mama Tried Flat Out Friday, Lowbrow Customs, Spectra Oil, Glass and Rubber, and then the Lake Erie chapter of the AMCA. So we got a bunch of good sponsors this year. That is awesome. We appreciate your time stopping by. We hope you have a great event. It's the Wauseon National Vintage Flat Track on July the 19th. This is Taryn Sattler. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you. One day I'm going to get you on the microphone at a real race. We'll see. Maybe. I get, I mean, if I get all drunk up or something. <laughs> <laughs> challenge, challenge accepted. <laughs> we'll see you down the road, all right? All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Scotty. So there's that. Dude, that's cool. I wish uh, I wish I could be there. 
they've actually tried having me come announce it, but it's just so far away and it's hard to get me up there uh, and actually where everybody can make some money off of it. But uh, to see Jay Springsteen go head to head against Steve Moorhead again, that'd be worth the price of Dude. admission and then some. <sighs> That's I, I, somebody's got to video that. Somebody's got to be there with video, put it on Facebook Live, do something with it. Maybe not. Maybe it's one of those things you just got to be there. Yeah, that's what that's what it is. It's one of those things you got to be there. I want to be July there. July the July the nineteenth, a week from today. Damn it, I'm not gonna make it. Damn it. If somebody goes there, shoot video. I want to see this thing. Who do you think's gonna win? Ooh, I, I don't know. I, I the way Moorhead looked on that uh, on that FNS Harley last weekend at at uh, Lima. Yeah. He's still he's still in his leathers he used to wear when he raced. And man, he just wicked it up right off the bat. No practice laps. That was his only two laps on the track, and he was ripping. Springsteen, though. Man, Springsteen's awesome. I, I wish you could have seen him race back in the day, Carter, because he was amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's the winner of 43 Grand Nationals, and he actually missed some races because he had stomach issues and stuff like that. If he if he wanted to miss that many races and could have stayed with it longer. He could be as you know as many wins as Scotty Parker and probably as just many as Chris Carr. He was awesome. That's crazy, man. Definitely an event you want to see. I I gotta figure out who wins that damn thing as soon as it happens. I need to know. So I say we've been talking about this for a while. Tonight is the night I think we call Tolbert. The Kenny Tolbert. You said you have his number, right? I do have his number. He doesn't text back very fast, and he doesn't answer his phone usually when I call. So maybe if we call him from your number, maybe he'll answer. Uh, I think, yeah. We'll have to because that's what's hooked up on my Skype here. So, But I think if he doesn't answer, it just becomes a weekly segment where we call Kenny. Well, I think we should. Jared Meese wants him on there really bad. Well, yeah, we're doing it for Jared. Well, and us. I don't want to yeah. be like the annoying person, but I mean, if Jared wants us to talk to Kenny... I think it's only right that we call Kenny. Do it. I think I think we do it. All right, so I'm gonna call him and try to get an interview. Call Kenny. Do you think he's gonna answer? Oh man, here we go. Call him. Do it. Man, I hope he picks up. Fingers crossed. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Eight one seven is not available. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. You can't even leave a message. What's up? So the mailbox is full. I told you because he doesn't call anybody back, so he doesn't check his voice. Uh, so we're just going to have to do this every week. I'm going to have to go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go find him to this weekend in New York and say, hey, man, we called you. Like if you had left a message for him, what would you say? Like here, ready? One, two, three at the beep. Go. Hey, Kenny. Scotty Dibbler here with Off the Groove trying to have you on the podcast. Jared Meese wants you on the podcast. So do our listeners. Answer your damn phone. So I'll leave it for this one. So everybody that listens to the podcast will understand what's going on. But in the future, when it tells us that the mailbox is full, because I, I got to imagine he's not going to clear out that mailbox anytime soon. But I'll edit okay. it when I edit the podcast. We'll do we'll dial him every week. And if it goes to his uh, voicemail, I'll just have your message go. So until he answers, we're going to say... Call Kenny every week until he answers. Yep. And you know how it, like, Ed said 817 because we wanted to make sure they knew that we dialed Texas. Every week until he answers, we're going to reveal one more number. Yeah. Then everybody <laughs> can call Kenny. Dude, I love it. That would be great. But I would not ever reveal anybody's number that doesn't want their number revealed. All right. Well, 
There we, I was actually had a little but a little bit of butterflies there. I was I was excited. I was really hoping. And, yeah, I was really hoping he'd pick up. He's gonna he's gonna do it one day. Well, he'll answer one day when he gets ready. So it's time for the flat track facts since Kenny Tolbert didn't answer. <laughs> I've got a couple of them for you. All right, hit me. You know I'm a stats kind of guy. Yeah, that's what you tell me. With Mises' win in Lima, that was his 43rd Grand National victory. That ties him with the legend Chase Springsteen, who we talked about earlier. So he's tied now. Tied with 43 Grand National victories. Demi. You want one more stat? Sure. Why not? Hit me. I like stats. Oh. You're a stat guy, but I'm a stat I guess I like stats. The singles are now halfway through the season. The Twins are almost there because the singles ran one one extra race Yep. because they ran the Springfield TT. Yep. Out of the singles class, only two riders have made every Grand National main event this year. Ooh. Hold on. Give me a second. Let me think. I know who it's not. Huh. Huh. We need the Jeopardy music playing right there. Bromley won? Bromley is one of the yeah. two, yes. Okay. Um, if I get them both, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, since you don't go to the races anymore. Yeah. I'm like going through who it's not. Who have I seen at every damn race? You're out of time, sir. It's our points leader, Mikey Rush. Rush. Shit, I should have known that, Rush. Exactly. That's, that's two times I forgot about Rush in this episode. Sorry, Mikey. In the twins class, oh boy, eight riders have made every main event. I'm not even going to try. You shouldn't have to try, but uh, we lost one at the last race because Randy Robinson didn't make the main event. So there was nine. Now that now we're down to eight have made huh. every main. And just more on the Jared Mason, Jay Springsteen thing. That is tied for third on the all-time winningest list. Scotty Parker, 94. Chris Carr, 78. And now Jay Springsteen and Jared Meese. 43 that is a lot of wins there's a lot of people that don't even get one in their career myself included oh sorry it's okay i i'm i was never fast enough to win one that's crazy that's crazy dude like i can't even imagine racing a race though and you did that right but just just imagine you know first off you got to make a grand national main event then you know you try to podium then you try to win to win 43 grand nationals is incredible and he's not done he's got plenty more 20 the last two seasons he's already done three this year right it's not a matter of if he'll pass that it's when and it could be this weekend very well could be so do you want to talk about the uh the advisory notes that were posted nope okay i think we're done with this one then i mean unless you got well, somebody else you want to call we left time to call tolbert not much really else going on uh we we want to have a mechanic on here pretty soon i'll try to reach out again we reached out to james hart we'll try to get him on here try to get kenny tolbert on here and uh, we've got a list of people and a lot of people keep throwing us suggestions we appreciate all the feedback we appreciate all of our listeners and uh, i handed out some more stickers at frederick maryland people are listening to our podcast and we really appreciate it so keep smashing that like button tell all your friends and uh we'll talk to you next friday all right homie i wish i could be there this year do it just hop on a plane I'm going to try to make it to Springfield. Don't tease me. I'm not, no, no, I want to be there. I'm going to try to make it happen. Springfield, at least four days of racing, maybe five. I'm hearing rumors. You know what they say about people who hear rumors. Ha! All right, homie. Later.
Call him up. I feel like we always forget somebody like every week. I know. And like, like, cause like we, we talk, can win though. we talk about Especially like who could well. win. And then like afterwards at night, I'll be sitting there in bed and I'll be like, shit, I didn't even yeah. like, <laughs> and I don't, <laughs> what's funny though is I don't even know if they're like, they may be listening to me like, motherfuckers. <laughs> but then I, most of the time they probably don't even care. That's going into the end of the episode, by the way. <laughs>